When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, live from New York. Are you locked in? Are you still prepping? I'm locked in. Okay. Why wouldn't I be? It's a show that's locked in. Everything I said yesterday came true. It's first things first. Hold on. Everything. A historic night for Joker. Did he just lock up finals MVP, win or lose? Some people are talking about it. (laughs) Meanwhile, this guy. CP3 released. Where does he end up? And is it actually just back in Phoenix? And finally, playoff Jimmy. Is there a chance he ends up on the most motivating list in all of sports, the Bud List, alongside Chris Broussard? I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, yeah. who made your bubble Bud List? Uh, well, you did, Wilds, okay. because you cheated on us last night with the Bill Simmons podcast, your first love, and now we just get, you know, your secondary opinion. Wow, wow. I thought it was very rude oh, and uncalled for. I will not apologize. <laughs> We start with Denver's dominance. Joker, triple-double, 32, 21, and 10. Murray, triple-double, 34, 10, and 10, even though that last rebound shouldn't count. (laughs) Making matters worse, if you're a Heat fan or a Chiefs fan who has been rooting for the Heat, look at whoever won game three when the series was tied 1-1. They end up winning the series every single time. Those are just facts, everybody. That's from... Me and Josh grinding the all 22. So, Brew, <laughs> you've been 10 down. So, I know the Thank answer you to this for question. Acknowledging that one. <laughs> well, that's good, anyways. Did Denver just prove why they are the favorites? Yes, and they will continue to prove it that they're the better team over the next two or three games, however long this series goes. Oh. There's only going two or three more. Mm. All right, and there is an old saying, gentlemen, in basketball Dusty. Show them the old saying. What's the old saying? I didn't come up with it, but it's an old saying. Oh. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Uh-huh. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how the Miami Heat have gotten this far. Mm. They beat more talented teams from Milwaukee and Boston because they outworked them and they outsmarted them. Here's the problem, though. probably take that down. Now, now you're facing – I love that photo. <laughs> now you're facing a photo. team – uh-huh. That is more talented than you, but plays just as hard and just as smart mm-hmm. as you do. And so if you're the Miami Heat, guess what? You're going to lose. As long as Denver brings the energy and intensity we keep hearing both teams talk about, they're better. They're going to win. And let me count the ways. Number one, oh, last night. Here we go. They out-rebounded them 58-33. Why? They're bigger. They're much bigger. Can I? Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon, and Michael Porter Jr. out-rebounded the Heat by themselves. Can, can, I know you Those got a long Those three list. by themselves, Can I give yes. you just a, a possible counter to the rebounding thing? Because yeah. that's the note everyone's pointing out. The offensive rebounds were 13-10. to 10. They were very close. How much of the rebounding edge was 
Uh, the Heat were missing a ton of shots, so there were a ton of defensive Grab rebounds to be had. Grab a few offensive rebounds. I get that, but it they was, got demolished. They There's got, no downplay in the fact it, it that was they just, got demolished. But the Miami the missed so many and more they shots were, than they They got Denver very did. few Go second ahead. shots. They probably got some late, but they, they were getting very okay. few second ahead, shots. As you were. All right, that is hard work exhibit A. Yeah. All right, the rebounding. Secondly, as I said yesterday, after Mike Malone getting in them for the last two days, what's going to happen? The defensive intensity will ratchet up. True. And that's what they did. Do you know, Nick, that after contesting only 41% of the three-point attempts by Miami in games one and two, they contested 60% of them yesterday. And Miami ends up shooting 31% from three. Yeah. All right, is that is exhibit yeah. B okay. for hard How many work. It's for four there's just two. All right, two and then more. there's two this. More? Then there's this. There's one more. Because, <laughs> okay. Nick, I don't know why, but somehow you, you came on here yesterday and said, there's no more adjustments to be made. Oh, I heard that. Denver can't do anything else. No, I, yeah, you did they, say that. They didn't, really? They didn't No, they actually did. What all right, first of all, they put – Jokic and Jamal Murray in the most dribble handoffs they've done all season long. Okay. All right. So, they, so they the, why did they do that? Yeah. Because Jimmy Butler is on Murray, and when you do a dribble handoff and you have Jokic screen, now whether whether uh, right. they switch or not. Jimmy still can't get there immediately, so you create the yeah. space Murray needed to go off. Okay. So he had 20 points early. Second adjustment. There's more? Yeah, because you sit up here and said there was going to be no adjustments. Here's the second adjustment. Yeah. They didn't help as much off of Jimmy. All right, so All what right. did that That's do? That's an actual they adjustment. Did, no, both of them were adjustments. Okay. They didn't help as much off of Jimmy, so that allowed them to keep Struess and Gabe Vincent and the rest of the well, nondescript Heat role players from going well, off. Well, Tony Brothers helps Gabe Vincent. And Gabe oh, Vincent well, shot three for true. 19 for three. True. Come on. The, the, the right, there's Vincent more adjustments, part. but the, okay, bottom, line, right, the bottom line the bottom line is the Nuggets right. are better, and as yeah, long as fun. they come we go. We and play hard and smart, they're going to win. And we'll be right back. Oh, no, no, don't even start. Go ahead. We'll be right back. As much as you talk on this show, I don't even want to hear that. Come on. That might have been a new record. Um, All right. (laughs) So here's the thing, and this is very odd, and this is why I'm glad Brew went first. Not only because I had time to make a new cup of coffee, but also because we watched the same game and came to the same final conclusion Mm -hmm. potentially, but for very different reasons. Because I think the Nuggets looked the scariest they have looked all postseason yesterday. Hmm. Because... They did something that I think every champion needs to be able to do, which is have a game where your role guys don't have it. Correct. And they didn't. I know Christian Brown, you know what I mean, had the best game of his young rookie playoff career. But KCP, Bruce Brown, and Michael Porter Jr. were 3 for 16 from the field and 1 of 8 from 3. So why did Denver win? Because their superstar, super-duper star, and their overqualified Robin, secondary guy, were fantastic, historically great. And that makes them scarier than ever than in any other scenario. Because you know the role players are going to 
go up and down. Right. And if your championship hopes are we need to make sure the Bruce Brown and Michael Porter Juniors of the world, Michael Porter Jr. at this point, I know he makes the max, is playing like a glorified a role, role player. player. Yeah. If, if the championship hopes rest on those guys, you can be in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. If the championship hopes rest on your multiple-time MVP and your soon-to-be future all-star, I think we all think in, my, in Jamal right. Murray, that is a clearer path. And sometimes the numbers fit my memory in a way that maybe delights me in a way it shouldn't. I asked for two different things today when we were doing our production meeting. I said, hey, can you guys check and see what the best Shaq Kobe points, rebounds, assists combined finals game ever was? Don't put it up yet, please. And then separately, I said, can you guys put together the only time Shaq and Kobe ever faced adversity in the finals? There's only one time ever. Game two against the Sixers. Because they had lost game one at well, home. Well, when they won. Uh, when they correct, won, in the three-peat. Right. I'm talking about in the three-peat. Yep. I'm talking about in the, in the run of their the dominance. Is right, right. And then our statistician, Dustin, he used to be called Dusty, but his name is Dustin. Our statistician, Dustin, said, <laughs> Nick, <laughs> they're the same game. The best Shaq-Kobe combined finals game ever okay. is the one game they faced adversity. And look at the numbers. Now we can put it up. For Shaq and Jokic, Jokic, first ever 30-20-10. Shaq, 28-29. He added eight blocks. He's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, a 30-point triple-double. Kobe, 38-6. And, and why was that Lakers team so terrifying? Yes, Rick Fox and Derek Fisher and all of that. But it was because backs against the wall, got to have it. Those two guys are going to eat your soul. Mm-hmm. And Jamal Murray is not Kobe Bryant. And Jokic is not Shaq, but can impact the game, I think, nearly as much on the offensive end. Different type of player. But it was, to me, kind of perfect. that The Nuggets, I know it wasn't a must win, but they needed this game. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think the other guys played great. And I know you agree, Wilds. You should follow Wilds on Twitter, Brew. He was concerned about some stuff. And those two guys were spectacular. Those that, two that guys did, were spectacular. Nick, that was good. That deserves this. Here. <laughs> you, you, come on. You, you can you come over to this side. Access this to is the, the olive, Nuggets olive what? tree I when do. they are the seventh I, I just you have the, to win the title. Yeah, and the Heat are you your seventh team. And I'm not offering any olive branches. You clearly believe Denver's the no, better team. This is, listen, that was that after was that lot. soliloquy? I yeah. mean, my goodness. This this is, where so was he, the chest beating? Yeah. Where was oh, the denial? I'm more confident now. Exactly. The idea that two guys are going to have a triple-double in game four, they're going to keep that out. Hold on a second. At no point have I said... I think now the Heat can win the to. title. We're going to talk about the Heat angle of this later. Oh. I am saying that the reason the Nuggets would be the favorites is because Vegas believes that they, the, their two guys have this game in them. And they had it in them. Well, they didn't know and, anybody had and, that and, game. And by the way, to that Bruce's game's point, never Wilds, happened. I understand 30-20. We like big round numbers. 30-point so triple-doubles. Oh. Never happened in the history of the NBA. Oh, you mean Regular two, teammates, teammates having 30-point yes. triple doubles? Two 30-point triple doubles. The, but, by the way, I, I don't think that it's a major adjustment. Hey, Jokic and Murray, do more Well, they never action. they haven't done it before, they, they, so they, I, they, it is they a major adjustment. They leaned into their strength. That but why haven't they ever done it all season? 
Because I think they, I think when you are lost your backs against before. the wall, you lean they into what you do They were 2-2 with Phoenix. Best. Yeah, they were never worried It was an adjustment. They just admitted. They There's were never more. worried about Phoenix. There's always adjustments to be made. Joker always. becomes the first player to post a 30-20-10 game in the finals history. He took the historic accomplishment in stride. Take a listen. To be honest, I just think it's a win, you know, because if we lose, nobody's going to even mention. Even, I mean, to be honest, I don't care. It's just, it's just a stat. Okay, Brew, are you ready to crown Joker the undisputed best player in the entire world? Yeah, and I have been. I've said this now, what, a couple weeks? Uh, he is the best player in the world. That doesn't mean he should have been MVP, and people are always getting that mixed up. Was Steve Nash ever the best player in the world? No. no. I also would have never voted him MVP, but I didn't make those mistakes. I voted him twice, and yeah. proudly. Mm-hmm. I thought he deserved it. Dirk Nowitzki, ever the best player in the world? No. I don't think so. He would have. No. He had an argument one year, but not yeah. when he won MVP. He was not when he the won best MVP. Didn't he was have great. An yep. Not the best player in the world. Russell Westbrook ever the best player in the world? No. So my point is, this is not the MVP discussion, right? But I this don't is think about the are, best player in the world. But people are really not comparing him to the MVP. They're asking, a lot is of he people better are. than Giannis? Everyone well, no, knows, but he's a lot of people are talking about him and MB. It's trending on Twitter. Okay. That MB was best player in the world for 20 minutes. That's trending on Twitter. That's not trending okay. on Twitter. Wilds tweeted it. Did you tweet that? That was Wilds' <laughs> tweet. That was literally You did Wilds say that in the meeting. Wow. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. I got to have to follow you. I'm going to start following yeah. you, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. But I anyway, didn't want to know what 20 minutes it was. I never saw it, but go ahead. Yes, he is. he's clearly the best offensive player. <laughs> There's no question about that because he scores not only at every level, Mm. three-pointer, mid-range, post-up, but he does so efficiently at every level. He's one of the best passers in the NBA, period. Forget center. He's, I think he's clearly the best all-time big man passer. Mm. He is one of the best passers in the NBA right now. And then – uh, what he does, he, he reminds me of Magic and Bird in that he can dominate the game without being ball dominant. And what that they run the offense through him, but because he's not ball dominant in the dribble. Right. This is ball dominant. Is when you ball. dribble for 15, 20 okay. seconds with some of the best players in the world have done. LeBron, Chris Paul, Steve Nash, guys like that. When you are bald, when you they run the offense through you, but you're passing, you're moving it. That's correct. That allows everyone else to be involved. That's how mm-hmm. Magic and Bird did it. And all the teammates could be their best selves with Magic and Bird. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Jokic. His weakness is obviously defense. I thought last night he was he, awesome. He was great last night. Mm-hmm. And Nick, we poo-pooed it during the season. He's not a great defender, but he is top 10 in defensive rating individually this year. His size and intelligence and the fact that he's a great defensive rebounder, which is a defensive stat. Yeah. It ends possessions. So, look, everybody Let's, else has that you – I'll let you talk about some of the other guys that would be in the argument. There's only one other guy in the argument. There's out. only one other guy in the argument, and it's the guy who you and I both agreed without any equivocation – Headed into these playoffs with the best player, Giannis. So I think it is right now a two-man race with respect to Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Joel Embiid, whomever. The, and but, we should address some of them because there, are, there. You and I had had it as Giannis. Yeah. Some people had it as Kevin Durant. The, that, that, some people had yeah, it as Embiid. That's fine. But I, for for, Steph, for, for my purposes, it, this is a Giannis Jokic discussion, mm-hmm. and that's the discussion I, I, that I'm going to focus on right. for a moment here. 
At worst, he's the second best player in the world, he being Nikola Jokic. I am going to reserve the right to say, for, for me, to call him the best player in the world needs two more wins. Fair. I am not going to strip Giannis of the title for losing to Miami and give it to a guy if he then loses to Miami. Let me now also remind people and Wilds, we all have short memory, short enough that Wilds is, you know, Mr. Nuggets, but he also brought a live deer on the set. He, at one point in time, <laughs> was... It, no, that exactly. Was That's, no, I, I'm defending you there. I didn't see that. Like oh, it. You, you got... You got a, you're it a little, was a harsh... You, you didn't get a lot of sleep. You were up so late podcasting that you're a little on edge today. So, uh, Giannis, in the finals, was 35-13-5 and five on better than 60%, had two... 40 and 10s, and a, and a 50 and 10. Giannis, in the series they lost against Boston, was 34, 15, and 7 with two 40 and 10s and a 40 and 20. Giannis's playoffs the last three years averages compared to Jokic this year. What you are going to see is they are essentially identical aside from the assists. The assists are pretty big. Of course, but I would argue Giannis's gap defensively is pretty big, too. I That's think he true. has an argument he's the best defender in the league. But, Nick, and what about this? Can I, you, you can bring up the numbers. Can, can I say okay, one other thing ahead. and then go ahead? Also, Giannis, when he didn't have Chris Middleton, lost in seven games in round two to Boston. Joker, when he didn't have his second-best player, the last nine playoff games, he went one and eight. And so I just don't think when Jamal Murray, and I know he everyone says, Drew, I, and he had I get Brooke the, and I, Right. I, I understand everybody says, oh, but he also didn't have Michael Porter Jr. I think we're seeing more and more that maybe Aaron Gordon's the third best guy on that team. Well, Gordon's not, only it, been there recently. But Gordon was there last year when he yeah, went to the, year, year, the years the that I'm talking about. So the only, so again, this is not. I understand coming from me, people are going to take it harshly. I'm not, a, I'm saying at worst he's second okay. best, but I don't think it's fair to Giannis. But just you just, yet. it is fair. Because Giannis's weakness is much more glaring than Jokic's. His weakness is he can't shoot free throws but, or mid-range shots. So if you can be like Miami and wall off the paint, what is Giannis going to do? But, so here's my question. If, if you have a weakness that does not – I understand this – It's impacted year. them two postseasons. No. Well, oh, in you, the bubble? Oh, in you this mean past I'm, right. Well, I don't think Giannis was the best player in the league prior. I'm talking about from the title to now. We have seen it, we have seen his team, we've seen it impact him, I would argue, one game. Game uh, w- w- It impacted that him against Boston the, last year. I when he had 46 and 20 yeah, to win the series. Yeah, because his percentage was in the 40s. I, oh, the you're talking about the game seven. I was talking no, about game period. six. No, that, period. That series, but over the he total, shot in the despite, 40% the, range. despite his lack of a shot. He shoots the same field goal percentage as Jokic well, in the postseason. Not, not in that series against Boston. I, I, I understand And my that. point I, is great defenses are able to limit him to some degree. Now, he's still great. I still got him second. But I'm saying that's a big weakness. And, and if te- more teams start capitalizing on that, then you can really slow Giannis and, down. What he, he should do is work on a post game to combat sure. that. At and times. I would be, and again, if Jokic wins the title, then he fair, it, it's close. But I, see, this is where I disagree with you. I don't think it's just about who won the title or numbers. I don't either. Look at that. You got to bring eye tests into it, I, too. And I, one guy doesn't shoot very I well. I think Giannis's eye test right now is being hurt by our by. 
are short-term. The most recent thing we saw from Giannis looked so bad that we're forgetting the fact that he hasn't been able to shoot ever. Right. And we were calling him in unit in unanimity on this show, clearly head and shoulders the best player in the league going into the postseason. We knew he couldn't shoot. And we were like, doesn't matter. No one can stop him. Mm-hmm. So I just think there is a bit of recency bias there. Okay. Where is Chris Paul headed? That's next on FS1 and the Fox Sports Channel on SiriusXM. Stay tuned. Chris Paul. It sure is. <laughs> really? Even to me. Released. <laughs> And basically everything's on the board. Maybe he winds up somewhere else. Maybe the Suns just redo his contract and stretch out the money so we can return. So, Nick, what does this mean for Phoenix? Well, for Phoenix, my first thought was I feel for Kevin Durant a bit. And this is, to me, the first domino of, man, the new collective bargaining agreement is going to have a very long tail of effects. Mm. And, I, listen, Matt Ishbia, new owners aren't afraid of spending money yeah. or going in the luxury tax. And Matt Ishbia's got plenty of money. I think he's going to use someone like some self-defense classes in place. Joker, they got to play Joker next year. There's a lot he's got. But they understand paying Durant the max, paying Booker the max, paying eight in the near max, Chris Paul $30 million, not tenable. Just not tenable. And the penalties for it long term and all of that. I didn't think, you guys know, even when you were accurately saying the Suns have lost one time with Kevin Durant, Mm -hmm. that I was skeptical that that team had enough to go on a real playoff run. That was before Chris Paul went down, obviously. I don't see how the Suns get from, in my opinion, not being close to enough to go on a championship run to next year being there. So I think whether they bring Chris Paul back or not, and I think it's unlikely that they do, that this is the first sign that with Booker and Durant making the money they're making, Aiton making what he's making, and the new CBA, that this Suns team is going to have a giant hill to climb that they can't climb. Mm. Okay, I don't feel sorry for Kevin Durant. Go out and win. You got Devin Booker, one of the best players with you. Yeah, right now, at least you have DeAndre Aiton, one of the – Best centers in the league. He's not a great center, but he's 18 and 10. With It's very few centers. Let's keep it real. <laughs> okay. He's not on Embiid and, and Jokic's level, but he's 18 points okay. and 10 rebounds, and you run very few plays for him. So they have a team where go out. I mean, it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be let me set the table for myself where I am definitively head and shoulders above everybody else. I talked about it. I get sick of that with LeBron and everybody trying, oh, let's give him this. Let's give him that. Let's get him a title. Go out and win. It's competition. So go out, Kevin Durant, and compete. You didn't want to do it in Brooklyn, so you wanted to go to Phoenix. Here you go. You got a great teammate in Devin Booker. Go win. You got a championship coach. So I don't feel sorry for him. My point is this. It's smart by Phoenix, and I don't think it's just the new collective bargaining agreement. Chris Paul's 38, and he gets, he's been hurt two of the last three postseasons. I'm trying to win the championship, so I definitely don't want to pay him $30 million, which they would have to do if they keep him past June 28th. So I, I don't mind bringing him back, but here's the challenge with bringing him back at a lesser number. If we play the whole season with Chris Paul starting, and then he gets hurt in the playoffs, which – we have to admit is a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. Now we're playing the most important games of the season differently than we played the entire season. That's correct. So, you know what I mean? So that's what happened this year. So I would be looking to move on. Um, DeAndre Ayton, I want to get there because they're talking about they're still going to look to trade him. Yeah. I would hope 
and maybe it's just too far gone. But I would hope that Vogel would sit down with Aiton and see if they can work something out. Because as a third option, like I said, 18 and 10 and has room to grow, you could do that. If not, then certainly you can look to trade him. Remember that trade for Russell Westbrook, Miles Turner, and, oh, and Buddy, yeah. Buddy Hill? I would like well, that. And remember, Indiana yeah. is the one who signed him yes. to the offer sheet. That oh. then so that Phoenix would be a matched. great move. So Indiana likes him. One, I, think that, depth, that, I don't know if that deal is still there, rocket. but that, would, I, that I would totally do yep. if I were Phoenix. Are you worried about leadership? Monty Williams, gone. Chris Paul, gone. Kevin Durant, oh, he's superstar, but not necessarily the vocal <laughs> guy, number one. Booker's going to have to be the leader. It's got to be Booker. Yep. Okay. Young Booker team, might young have guys, best player, team. too. Booker's oh on Booker the might have yeah I know you try to sneak him into no the I no well I, again nobody has any memory I was not having that conversation but that conversation was being had about seven games into the playoffs that could de- is Devin Booker showing his best player in the world remember when he was shooting eighty percent from the that field was, yeah when you that shoot eighty percent but the, okay seventy percent was somebody saying that oh people were saying I was saying he might be better Me? than Durant but not no best not in the you world. buddy I know but sometimes you like lean in like people no I right, thought you right, knew right. what I was talking about I was giving you a little wink go ahead maybe one of your guys. <laughs> what? I, I like the second part of the show. I like the second part Your of the show. Second, the second part is this. Yeah. Where do you want to see CP3 go? I've got some trade ideas. Ooh. Trade. And I also have a yeah. Sign trade. They can still trade you. Okay. I also have some good, uh, one good thing that I think you might like. All right. The trade ideas about this. Wouldn't wouldn't he be good in Boston? They need a playmaker. Somebody to set the table for Tatum and Brown so they don't have to handle the ball in the clutch because they turn it over. How about Chris Paul for a Marcus Smart? Colin, Malcolm did Rodney. you know Colin? No, I didn't. Ca- Cowherd, Cowherd proposed. Smart for Chris yeah, Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul. Did, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of like it. It gives you defense, like and, and you know, and some toughness in Phoenix, yeah. and it gives you a playmaker in Boston. The other thing, obviously, everybody's talking about the Lakers. Yeah. Look. Schroeder, I, I, you know, you guys know I've been talking about Dennis Schroeder. I like him a lot. If they really want Chris Paul, I mean, I know the money doesn't match, but, you know, Schroeder's in for a contract now. Schroeder, I'd love to get Vanderbilt from them, too. I don't but know they if don't, the Lakers do all that. Why would I mean, they, they don't have to trade right. for him. They I mean, if you're him. Chris Paul, uh, listen, I so he, think Well, he, let, me, let me just yeah, give sorry, this last thing. Here's where Chris Paul should go. If, if he doesn't go to a contender, Houston. Houston. Forget James Harden. Forget James Harden. I want, I bring in Chris Paul. They're, obviously, they're not winning anything, but you know what? I can't count on him for the playoffs anyway. So I'm not worried about winning. I'm worried about him being in my locker room, teaching the young guys, Jalen Green, oh, Shingu, you're so close. Jabari Smith. No, teaching them how to win, how to be professionals, and when he's on the court, he won't take the ball from them. Oh, He'll set them up for shots. That's, you think it's San Antonio? Yeah, you have yeah that right would make state. sense, too. You have the, listen, I think he's going to L.A., but if I were the Spurs, I would say we have a ton of cap space that we actually don't really want to use on long-term deals. Because we want to see how good Wimby is, what type of player he is in the league. We want to be flex- we want to be flexible, mm-hmm. and we want to be we think we can be an attractive place once the world sees Wimby. I would consider way overpaying Chris mm-hmm. Paul to come in and give Wimby. The best setup possible. I like that. And so if Chris is not worried about trying to win a championship, and it's like this would be – when he went to OKC, they got further than we thought he would. Phoenix, all of that. But I think he's going to one of the L.A. teams. Wendy said this. I think Wendy is correct. 
I also don't think there is something magical that happens come the postseason where Chris Paul gets hurt. I think what happens is he is his coaches have not been able to help themselves. They're like, my gosh, it's the playoffs. We have to win. We got to play heavier minutes. It's lunacy. Even when Look, he was younger, though, he, he had, with the Clippers. Right, had, but again, that was because I don't think the body tip, his body can hold up for 100 games even when he was younger, and, and I don't think at this point he can hold up for 35 minutes a night. If he were to sign with the Lakers, it would be, Chris, you are going to play 40 to 50 regular season games, and you are never playing more than 28 minutes in the regular season or in the postseason. And that is the plan. And I do I think that a Lakers starting lineup of Chris Paul, Austin Reeves, LeBron James, call Rui the starting power forward, depending, you know, pending something else, and Anthony Davis is a really intriguing one. I do, and I understand people like, ah, the age and injuries with LA. I get it. But the Clippers, who are going to need a point guard, they can't bring back Chris Paul. I'm sorry, Russell Westbrook. They have more injury concerns than anybody in the league. And so, to me, it's the Lakers. Where do you want them to go, Wild? Well, I think his number one asset is leadership and setting the culture. And there's a team that needs both. And it will probably be missing their main ball handler. For a long time. Memphis. Here's here's my – because somebody else mentioned that to me. They got Tyus Jones. He's the best backup point guard in the league. So, and I know they want to keep him. Um, I do like that though, Wilds. I think that's smart. Come in and set, like now. This is how. We and the by team. the way, if and if you're Chris, you're not giving up a chance of winning the title. No. Like if Memphis, you know, if everything falls right for him and Bain keeps getting better, they got rid of they got out of Dylan Brooks' business. That was smart. Triple J keeps getting better and Ja gets his stuff together. It's you know they're a real. Content. We've got a break. We got a new episode of Weird and Wonderful coming up in three and a half minutes. Stay tuned. That is not why we had to break. In Miami. (laughs) (laughs) What an episode. Baseball is back, and so is Slippin' Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Check in on Miami's side of the ball. Bam went for 22 and 17. Playoff Jimmy, 28. Only four assists. Jimmy actually worried about the Heat's energy. Take a listen. You mentioned the effort. Why do you think it was so lacking tonight? I don't know. I can't answer that. Uh, Maybe, you know, we're at home. We think we did something. I I don't know. It just can't happen. It won't happen again. It starts with myself. Um, You know, I got to lock in on a defensive end. I got to go up and and, and get loose balls. So um, I think if I start playing and doing that, then everybody else has to follow suit. Missed an opportunity there. You should be like, I probably need more of this big face coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Effort and energy, a huge problem for the Heat. I I think it was a problem. I think, why did it happen? This Heat team really is not good when they're not desperate. Yes. And we have seen it. I understand you might be like, well, well, explain the first few games against Boston. I think they played with a level of. 
That never got desperate. I see. I disagree with you. I think Milwaukee was such an overwhelming favorite by everyone. I think, including maybe even the people in the Heat locker room, they they treated every game like a must win. They and lost the second game he, without Giannis. I, I get it, but that was because Milwaukee. <laughs> I think hit 26 threes in that game. Like that, you're not going to overcome that. No, I don't. I don't. I think literally no team in NBA history has lost a game that they hit as many threes as Milwaukee did. But even if you remember that those games, Brew games four and five against Milwaukee. They didn't play well until the final six minutes of the fourth quarter of both those games, down double digits when they were desperate against Boston. They're up 3-0, and they play their three or their two worst games of the postseason, going into their third worst game of the postseason mm-hmm. until they are d- down big late in game six, have the amazing comeback and lose on the putback, and they're desperate. I don't where I agree with Bruce constant disrespect of the heat of about which we're about to get another big <laughs> what does he call it a heaping handful yeah. of heaping helping heaping but helping. No, I, 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 I respect it is they aren't naturally talented enough to beat great teams when they are not the more locked in team and they weren't last night last night Denver was the more desperate team and it showed you saw it in a, the only thing Miami did really, really well was they didn't turn the ball over. I give them credit for that. And that's a little concerning. Lose a game, you only turn the ball over four times and only allow five threes. But yeah, they, they're not going to win these games when the other team matches their effort and energy. They're just not. Look, here's why Jimmy Butler couldn't go. give an explanation. Here we go. Because it was hogwash. Oh. It was poppycock. It was balderdash. All right? They, they didn't lack energy. You just. They can't, They went out there and they played heat basketball. The one thing they didn't do, I will say, they rebound. didn't rebound. Yeah, that's right. That's an effort, They didn't right? rebound. Isn't that part of your – Well, no. You can put forth the effort, but if a bigger guy puts forth the effort, they're going to get more to rebound. They got Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon, Michael, uh, Michael Porter Jr., and Jokic are all 6'10 or bigger. The Heat got Bam out of Bayou at 6'9 and earthbound Kevin Love. All right, so but my, my point is, look, this is, and I said this about Michael Malone, and I respect this. I respect the game. Eric Spolster's cut from the same cloth. It is never that they beat us. It is never that they were just better. It is always us. Mm-hmm. It is always we didn't try hard enough. We didn't put forth enough effort. We didn't execute the game plan. We are the reason we lost, not them. Even if they got Shaq and Kobe and Jordan. Okay, and I respect that. That's how they are. That's how Michael Malone is, and that's how Eric Spolster is, and that's how they both get their teams to play way above their level. So Jimmy Butler's just parroting what he heard in the locker room. It's pretty good. Points in the paint, 60 to 34. Are you buying? Eh, they're just too small. No, they're uh, uh, too little. Uh, can we please? Too little. Can we please not react it's like the JV to team. every game like it is the end of the series? Please, I didn't have to. You said if they won this game, it was over. Yeah, I said before. (laughs) Yes, I did. What are you talking about? No, no, no. But I did not after game two because Miami won say the series was over. This is where where preconceived notion bias can really bite you. If you went into the series believing Denver was this head and shoulders titan compared to Miami, then every Denver victory is just going to confirm that, and you're going to dismiss the Miami victory. That What you are saying as far as I, what is concerning to me is the point I made about only four turnovers for Miami and the yeah. point you just made about only five threes for Denver. That game, going into it, if it's like, hey, 
Miami's going to basically have as many turnovers as Denver has made threes. They're like, well, that's either going to be really good or really bad. And it would have looked like it was really good for Miami because both numbers were so low. That part's concerning. But the idea that all of a sudden it's, oh, they're just too tall, I don't well, buy that. not tall, but we've, not only us, but most people have felt like they're better. They're just better, and part of it is the size, but that's not the main thing. They got the best player in the world I understand. in the series for sure, and then they got the third yeah. best, I guess. But, so yesterday, in, in I Murray. mean, 2-2 going back to Denver is what we were saying yesterday, and now yeah. I feel like the entire world feels like, ah, probably Wiles is right, Ooh. Nuggets in five. So yeah. I just think people are a little, little prisoner of the moment. Right? Not me. I've been saying that since Halloween. You Except your right tweets, bro. You got to follow Wilds. His tweets during the game, he was very nervous. He no, I wasn't nervous. You were very you nervous. You on this show. You were very it's nervous. cogent analysis. No. <laughs>10 and 21, it's pretty good numbers. You know, he's seven feet. They could do pretty much everything. <clears throat> um, but I think the, Jamal set the tone for their group. And, uh, you know, he was aggressive, assertive, and, you know, he, he set the tone. And uh, it made things a little bit easier for uh, Yoke. So the question we were going to ask is, did Jamal and the Joker just prove they are the best duo in the league? Here's what Josh and I came up with. We hmm. did winning percentage. This is this season. And then combined points, rebounds, and assists. Ooh, that's the postseason? No, that's no, all year. That's, all that's the whole season. So that puts them, as far as winning, I had a LeBron. LeBron's got a little bit of an advantage, points, rebounds, and assists. But I'm going to say, yeah, best duo in the league. Your so, take. So I, one of the bright sides, Brew, of not really having big threes anymore is we got a surplus of duos. Right. duos. Yep. So if I were to compile, and I did, the best five <laughs> duos in basketball. I'm just going to give you some that didn't make the cut. Oh. Kawhi and Paul George. No. Not too, too didn't make the cut. Always injured. Light the damn beam. Not didn't make the cut. Fox and Sabonis. Both all-stars. The first round. Hold on. They're both all-NBA players and didn't make the cut. Mitchell and Garland didn't make the cut. My guy and Bruce guy, Luke and Kyrie. Didn't make the cut. No, they I were five and eleven. Uh, 11 I don't and <laughs> I'm just telling you, they didn't make the cut. Let alone the Steph cut. And I don't know who. Which be. one? Right. Yeah, it didn't make the cut. Here's who did. Number five, Tatum Brown. Oh. Five. Wow. Might That's be grand opening, grand closing, but we'll see. Right now, they're number five. Interesting. Number four, Durant and Booker. Yeah. What, what? Small sample size. That's why I didn't include him in the original graphic. Oh, well, yeah, but it wouldn't have made sense on your winning percentage when I get that. But for the, I think right now, I mean, they're sticking together. Sure. Now it gets hard. But they do call me the mayor of fair for a reason. That's wild. Number three, LeBron and AD. Well, that's pretty good. Okay. Number two, this might be controversial to some, but I believe it in my marrow. Giannis and Drew. I think Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated players in the entire league. I think he's the second best player on the Bucs. I think he's the second most important. I think he's the best perimeter defender in basketball. And I think he's an unquestioned champion level Butler playoff guy. <coughs> Excuse me. Number one, Jokic and Murray. Yeah. You were just on a – There it is. Who was left. Jokic? I, I it's like, I value, Jokic and Mahomes for you now. I value – 
playoff dominance. I know. It's what I've always valued. I am. What, are, what do they actually call me, Wilds? Mr. Consistency. Exactly. And so when you have this playoff run, Drew, you are not the Nuggets guy. He's the Wait, Nuggets this, guy. You should wear you this on your lapel. Losing you should wear this teams. on your lapel. Drew, for the second straight year, you had all your picks eliminated. I had eliminated. the Warriors. Yeah, and so the, don't bring the, that the, up, the, Mr. Mavericks, the, going to the finals. So Mavericks. go ahead. Do, do you agree with me? I do. Now, look, I, like you, I want to see them win the championship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if they don't win this – a lot of this stuff just fades away, right? And you were just another team that got beat by the Heat. And we'll see what you do next year. <coughs> That's right. But Excuse what me. I like about Jokic and Murray, Nick, <coughs> is that when you look – and I'm going to take it a little further. Some of the best duos in recent memory, Shaq and Kobe, Ooh. Magic and Kareem. I'm not comparing them to them, but Magic and Kareem and Jordan and Pippen. What did they all do? Compliment they complimented each other. That's right. I, that's like LeBron gr- and Wade were a great duo, but I wouldn't say they were just so good individually. And defensively, they complimented each other. Mm-hmm. But offensively, they really didn't. Yeah. But they could win because they were so great. But this do, usually you need a playmaker and a score for it to be a real compliment so both guys can play at their maximum level together. And a lot of duos don't do that. Because some of the ones you mentioned, Durant and Booker, great, but then neither one's a real true player. Tatum and Brown. Tatum and Brown, same thing. And so that's what I like about these two. You got the great playmaker in Jokic. You also can give you 30-plus. And then Murray. So, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. Wow. The, uh, and can I – I didn't have on there Jimmy and Bam. And, and I – and Bam's the, been playing really well. Bam's been playing really well, and I think Bam is a unique – a dynamic player, but he doesn't have the level of game-to-game consistency that any of those other second guys do, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, except for maybe Drew. But Giannis is, to me, I, you know, I'll just, just save the argument, clearly one of the two best players in the league. He elevates the duo, you know what I mean, by his own gravity and up until- to a degree. The playoffs, we would we would say the same thing about Jokic. Like Murray wasn't viewed as on that level, but he's, he's been, been right. And he's great been unbelievable. Playoffs. And Bruce Point Wilds about them complimenting each other. What's so unique about them as a duo? Because I'm not comparing them either to Kareem and Magic. I mean, that's the, in my opinion, the you know two of the four greatest players ever, Shaq and Kobe. Is you said it's not just big little, but you said a playmaker and a scorer. The f- none of those other big little duos were they both playmakers? Were they both able to go off for double digit assists? Right. And then you add to it, they are both really good shooters. Mm-hmm. Jamal obviously is much higher volume from three, but Jokic is very choosy about the threes right. he takes, but he's excellent at it. Quickly, no Harden and Bead. It feels like that's why Harden should leave. He's like, man, I came in. You didn't even list. mention them in the They didn't, weren't even on the bubble. They weren't yeah, even on the I, regrets. Uh, you know, the me valuing the that playoff was your team. moments. I, I get it. I understand. Do you remember that? You Bru, picked I'm them. Very, I, I remember. I, I, it is seared into my memory. <laughs> them the against first, Dallas, right? The first day of the NBA season when I had Philly, Dallas, <laughs> and Brew had the Brooklyn Nets against all That odds. was the Brooklyn Nets the, with oh, Kyrie oh, oh. and KD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get it, get it, tell the whole story. Wild. But that team wasn't good either. Really? They won 18-20. They broke up voluntarily. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> silly. Coming up next. <laughs> silly of them. We discussed. Would they not be better off in Brooklyn, both of them. Right well, I don't know, Brew. They were never going to stay. Know. You picked them after they had demanded <laughs> trades each, and then they did it again. And you were like, who can blame me? <laughs>
Well, it's Thursday, which means it's time for the most motivating segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List. It's also time where we read some viewer mail. You know, for the year 2023, we get a tremendous amount of physical mail, and we are always willing to address your comments and concerns. Always. We will always be willing to address We will them. always be able to do that. I'm glad to hear that. Forever. That's a good comment. I like it I can too, only Mark. do it, however, with my RLM. Excuse me, LRR. LRM. Letter reading music. There it is. Thank you. RLM would have worked. Reading letter music would have worked as well. Is that what it's called? It would have been. Okay, I was just trying to help. Dear Wilds, love the show. Thank you. A parenting tip from the mother of twins. I'm guessing this is Dawn again. Sometimes Ryan claims he was the first to do something. Other times, Brian claims he was the first. I say you both were first and we move on. <laughs> Perhaps that strategy will solve your feud with Broussard about who picked Denver. Thanks. <laughs> go. <laughs> well done. You know what? I'll go with that. We both picked Denver. <laughs> Don, uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> I picked Denver. <laughs> Broussard hopped along in the 24th hour. So. <laughs> well the, done. Thank letter, you for though. the letter. Yes. All right. On to uh, the mud list. At number three, this was a tough one. Joel Embiid almost made it. DeAndre Hopkins, who might end up Future in Tennessee. No. With Ryan Tannehill? No, Traylon Burks no. only won. He, almost, like, right. he almost made it, too. But I'm going to stick with basketball and go Damian Lillard. Oh. oh. Dame Dollar. Now, look, Dame, I admire your loyalty. I actually admire the loyalty of the Blazers as well. And I admire your disdain for going somewhere forming a super team. But there's a happy medium, okay? If you really love the Blazers, you just think about it. It's better for them to move on. Trade you, get some assets to build with their young players. Hmm. And then you, just because you move on to a better situation that can win a championship, doesn't mean you have to go to a super team. If he went to Philadelphia, nobody called that a super team. Boston for Jalen Brown, nobody would call that a super team. There are other places as well. So, Dame, otherwise, you will stay in Portland and play out the rest of your several next several years, not in complete anonymity because you're still a great player and going to average about 30, but relative anonymity. When it comes May and June, you'll be an afterthought. And we're talking about all these other guards and Steph still and Jamal Murray's rising up and who knows else. So, Dame, it's up to you. I'll leave you with the words of Kevin Garnett. He, he didn't want to leave. That's close. He didn't <laughs> want to leave Boston just like you don't want to leave Portland. But when he went to Boston, won a ring, made another finals, he said, my only regret for my entire 20-year career is that I didn't go to Boston earlier. Dame, if you go somewhere else, Portland will send you to a contender. You will love it. Trust the brother. All right, at number two, Michael Porter Jr. Yes, I know you got the victory yesterday. Look, you've been struggling. Let's just keep it real. You're shooting 26% overall, and you're shooting not even 16% from three. Okay, and to top it all off, you got benched, as Wild said yesterday. You only played 21 minutes, your lowest of the postseason, and the replacement, Christian Brown, got busy. 15 points, 15 huge points for you guys to pull out the win. Here's what I want to say to you, MPG, MPJ. I know you're, you're young, you're 24, you want to be a star, okay? And you got the max contract. Here's the thing, relax. 
Your time will come. Whatever they called on you to do, just go out there and do it. Keep shooting. Keep shooting because that's what you do. Do the best you can defensively. Stay locked in and rebound. You had, you're averaging almost nine rebounds a game in these playoffs. So don't fret about minutes. If Brown plays more than you, so be it. You're still young. You got your money. You don't have to worry about that. You're signing through 2027. Your time will come, young man. So stay with the right attitude. Team first. It's all about the ring. At number one, Nick, I'm going to help your guy out. Hemi Buckets. Hemi huh. Buckets, yes. Look, I'm going to be honest, and Jimmy won't like this, but you're not under that much duress because nobody thinks you guys going to win anyway. Oh, well, I mean, other than Nick. Other than Nick. And, you know, <laughs> oh, he picked Philly and Dallas. Um, so, anyway. This guy. No, I mean, this pressure, guy is unbelievable. pressure is all about Philly expectations. Pressure is all about expectations, and not much is expected of you. Already are getting major league love mm-hmm. for just getting your team here. So, I, you know, two rebounds yesterday. Yeah, we want more from you, but I'm not gonna kill you for that. I'm just saying, basketball immortality awaits you. Basketball immortality is within your grasp. Okay. And by that, I mean you will be the first player ever to lead a play-in team to the NBA title. You will be the first player ever to lead an eighth seed to the NBA title. You will become the player face of Heat culture. You will become the player that, I'd say even over Giannis and and, and Steph and those guys who put an end to the player-generated super team that ironically started in Miami. And you would be you would be the architect back on the court of the most improbable NBA championship ever. Jimmy, I, I picked Denver, but I do believe in you individually. Go out there and ball. That's good. Well, before I that was a great bud list, as always. Well, as lately. Like, when you first started doing it, it weren't that good. Wilds had to pare it down from <laughs> five to three. It's got a lot better. He got uh, one note. You know who Michael Porter Jr. could take a page out of the whose book he could take a page out of? Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma, Ooh, I like that. when they won the title yep. in L.A., mm-hmm. understood I am not, my role here is not the role I want it to be eventually, but I will figure out what needs to be done alongside these two stars to help us win. He hadn't even gotten paid yet and right. did it. Michael Porter Jr. has already gotten Good paid. Point. Great point. I'm going to put a different seven-footer, Porter's almost seven feet, on the bud list, and that is Kevin Durant. Oh, wow. So, you know, sometimes we ask, what era would this guy be the best in? Durant evidently maybe needed to be in an era where there were less seven-foot-tall players from overseas coming to wreck his plans because he goes out east and Giannis is there waiting. And he goes out west and Jokic seems to be there waiting. And he is now in a position where the Suns team that was not good enough, even close to good enough, in my opinion, this year, might be worse next year. With a coach that many people believe is worse than the coach they got rid of. The, uh, a point guard, if they don't bring Chris Paul back, that will be worse no, than the point guard he signed up with. And he will be turning 35 years old before the season starts. We have seen Kevin Durant play 11 postseason minutes. Minutes 
after round two in the last five postseasons. We have not gotten to see the Slim Reaper on the playoff, biggest playoff stages, do what we all know he still can do. And I know you don't want it to be easy for him, Brew. You want him to go, you know, go through it. I don't want it to be as easy as it was in Golden State either. I thought that was bad for basketball. But I don't want it to be impossible. And I do wonder if right now it is, depending on what Phoenix does this offseason, going to border on impossible. Because I don't know that Devin Booker will ever play better than he played this postseason. He was unbelievable. Durant can play a little bit better, but they weren't that close to being where they needed to be. So I'm concerned for Kevin Durant that a series of bad choices as far as what team and what teammates he wants is going to deprive us of seeing him on this stage again. So to me, that's why he's Look, it's, that's a great – everything you said is, is on the money. Here's the thing, and I, I don't feel like they were the second-best team in basketball, even in the West. But they beat it Denver is possible – yeah, it is possible. We'll see what happens with Miami that they may have given Denver the biggest challenge in the playoffs, right? So I, I, I don't think, Nick, that they're that far away. I mean, they've got – they have to have a great offseason. Yep. They have to be smart. I think the main thing they need is depth. Because you got two outstanding scores. And so I, I think, you know, and, and Frank Vogel, one thing he does well, coach defense. Sure. So he's going to mm-hmm. ratchet them up on that side. All right, one final addition. I'm putting Tyler Hero and his bucket oh. hats on the bud list. Now, this is not an indictment. This is just pure motivation and really a hope that Tyler Hero will feel better so we can see him in this finals. A narrative that's not around, Brew. Hey, we lost our second-best scorer. When that happens to any other team, it is the main storyline. Wow, you're doing it without Tyler Hero. So Tyler Hero has been practicing. Before game two, he's out here dribbling. Before game three, he's warming up as a big teaser. That one doesn't look that athletic, but some of the other ones do. And then today, he's out dribbling again with a little wrap on his hand there. You see it. Starting to look pretty good. So... I want to see him play with the one caveat here. And I heard Paul Pierce say this when he sat down with Garnett. And I'll pose the question to you. Are you worried at all, Brew, that if Tyler Hero comes back, and he's been out since the Milwaukee series, that he actually messes up the flow? Even Look, with heat culture. They're like, man, now you're taking away shots from Caleb and yeah, other guys. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's something in the back of their minds with the thought. First of all, he obviously is a great shooter. He's their best three-point shooter. But he's not a good defender. And so the guys that they put in work much harder on that end of the floor. That's the first thing you got to be concerned with. Because they're like, we're shooting the three well anyway, for the most part. Secondly, Vincent, Struess, um, uh, Martin, they're playing freer probably than they would with Tyler there because there's nobody else to put in. Their minutes Mm -hmm. are set no matter how much they're hitting the shot. So they can play freer and probably better. I'm not saying you don't want him back. It's just a tough balance to to swing. Get him in there. Last time he played Denver, 26-10-5. Could have used that last The last gap this long for a guy to come back and then play in the finals was Boogie Cousins with the Warriors. If you remember, he got injured in the first playoff game Mm. for them, first or second playoff game, and then he did play a tiny, tiny bit in the finals. There's not a lot of precedent for someone missing seven weeks and then coming back in the finals. Remember Jameer Nelson? Yeah. They put him in for Skip to my loop for Austin, and it kind of messed up the chemistry of the Magic back in 2009. Uh, 
great. That's a great bud list. Fantastic job. And that's what Paul was asking. I couldn't quite decipher it. What? You did it better. Welcome back to an excellent show. Joker becomes the first player to post a 30-20-10 game in finals history. When told about this stunning accomplishment, he was nonplussed. Take a listen. To be honest, I just think it's a win, you know, because if you lose, nobody's going to even mention. Even, I mean, to be honest, I don't care. It's just, it's just a stat. Just a stat. I'm not Gosh. saying it's false Sorry, humility. Buddy. But that's that's a little too nice of a shirt, as you pointed out, for someone to not care at all what people think. Oh, that's, wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's like, oh, you just Katie says, "What's the face on his words?" Jump in his pool and stop by the Gucci store and buy that beautiful polo. So that's not off the rack. I mean, no, of course not. You think like, what size do we need? I need a six XL, please. But go ahead, ask your <laughs> question. Sorry, I did Joker lock up Finals MVP last night? Win or lose? And you found I, a little wrinkle within the gambling world. Well, there's a few things. Here, first of all, I told you guys this would become a subject of discussion, and you guys are like, on "Only you're Nick, you're the only one doing it." Well, I don't know who all was on it, but I was listening to America's number one sports podcast this morning, and someone brought it up, uncredited to me. They brought it up. It was him, <laughs> right there, as Wilds always does. He goes on a massive podcast with millions of listeners. He's like, "How about this funny I idea?" I mentioned you once. I, I mentioned it. you once. Okay, sure, thanks. Oh, I must not have gotten there yet. He takes your uh, takes and. So- Nobody yeah, exactly right. Like exactly right. <laughs> as, uh, yeah, take take your over there. Um, so the gambling wrinkle is this: right now, there are Jokic is a bigger favorite to win Finals MVP than the Nuggets are to win the title. It's not a huge difference, mm-hmm. but there is right now Vegas is saying it is slightly more likely that Jokic win Finals MVP than the Nuggets are to win the title, which of course means they think he could win it in a loss. Right. Brew, you've got to be open now more and more to the possibility. Can I just run through this scenario for you? The okay. guy averages 100. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. A realistic one, okay? Okay. Jokic, the rest of the way, averages 35, 15, and 8, okay? Which is right in line with That's not outrageous. Next four games. Game four, Miami wins because Caleb Martin has a 30-point game. Jimmy and Bam are just okay. Mm -hmm. All right? The game six and seven, the Heat win. One game, game six, Jimmy's great. And game seven is five guys all play well. Bam has a 25-point game. And no one on Miami averages more than 22. And Jokic finishes the finals, averaging a 35, 15, and 10, and they lose in seven. You still can't give him finals MVP, bro? No. No! It is about winning. But And how disrespectful would that be to the Miami Heat? I don't They they have been disrespected all the way up. Mostly by No, they would care about that. Honestly, I don't know if they – and I wouldn't be surprised if they actually came out and said it. That would be hugely disrespectful to the Miami Heat to give it to somebody Especially else. the presentation is the same. There's two trophies there, you know. It's like, good news. That one's to you and that right. one's to you. Well, and then Joker's standing and, up and there that leads me to the second you. thing. I don't even think Jokic would want it. Can I? I really don't. I don't and I don't think he put it on I his mantle next to his two MVP awards. He might throw that thing away. I mean, he but would not I, want it. Can I ask you a question? 
Why does the NBA then not change the rules? Because it's you don't need to change the rule. You don't need to make it. It official. almost happened in 2015. It's seven to four. The official it didn't final happen. vote. It didn't seven. happen. But that. But, but but you're now. But we're now the, the random. I don't know who the voters were. It's that never year. happened Two in people. 54 years. Two. Well, right. And so it's happened once, and then right. not since then. Can I give some context for what Jokic is doing this postseason? Sure. Oh, Average nice. 50 total points, rebounds, assists in a finals. There's your list, okay? So let's look at the guys who did not win finals MVP. 18 and 17, LeBron shouldn't have. Obviously, they get lost in four and in five. 15, LeBron, that's the losing player. He shouldn't get. have won it then. I, he okay, shouldn't have won. I disagree, but, that, but the point I'm making is that's the losing player who got four votes. You and I both agree. Kareem's team won. They just gave the finals MVP right. to Magic. We thought that was Game wrong. Six. 74 Kareem is the one I brought up that I thought they got wrong. The voters gave it to Havlicek. I think they got it wrong. 70 Wilt's close. It went to Willis Reed. It is historic what he's doing. It has typically oh, yeah. led, obviously, to wins and to a finals MVP, except for LeBron against the Warriors, basically. I don't think we can dismiss it when no Miami Heat player is playing yeah. great. I, I would claim that. Bam is playing really well. He's for, the one guarding he Jokic. Yeah, but nobody can stop Jokic. It would go to Jimmy because of all the Heat culture and leadership. It would be like, this was the year where the statistics belie the finals MVP, and we actually voted on it, the intangibles that so made So you don't think Bam special. could get it? No, like, I if Bam's it, numbers are no, better. Bam is great, sure, but it, I'm okay. saying if it's, a, if it's a diffused statistical environment I, that he described, I'm, Jimmy would what get it. I What I would tell you is if it goes to Jimmy because they win and they think it is a culture and tone setting, mm-hmm. so be it. If Bam, if, if the guy Bam is matched up against averages a 30-point triple-double and Bam averages 18 and 11, and they give him finals MVP, that's no good, man. It's no, no good. it's fine. It, it's He's no... going against one of the best players ever. Nobody stops oh, right. him from right. We got to go. We, gotta go. we, have, we have a hot topic MVP. coming up after the oh, break. I forgot it's a hot that. one. I know. Now we got three minutes. Oh, yeah. Because you wanted to and a great sneak in Andre Iguodala disses into this. No, I would. Medal's time. <laughs> Tie game in the second. Bam with the putback. Not good enough for a medal. That was not nice good play. enough. Tough medal stand, though. Just missing out on the medal stand, Tony Brothers. Bronze medal, Christian Brown. Look at the rook. 15 points, 7 of 8 from the field. Two mispronunciations by Van Gundy of his last name. Good job, young man. Silver medal, Jamal Murray. 30-point triple-double in the finals. And doesn't get a gold. That's because his teammate also did it. Gold medal joker, 30-20-10. Dominant performance, and we mentioned it earlier. I want to mention it again, Brew. I thought it was one of the best defensive games I've ever seen him play. I thought he was all over the place. I thought he played great on both ends. There's the medal stand from last night in the association. I noticed when I gave three heat medals, you got very mad at me. Okay, we got to go. We got a good topic. NBA considering <laughs> changing the All Star wow. game format. Well, you just wanna uh, rehash old beef. Shut it down. Here's the latest gimmick. 
USA versus the world. Give me a break. Brew, do you like this? I love it. You don't like it? Well, I'm just reading the facts. They, Nick, I, I don't know if we've talked about it. I feel like we've talked about it before. Yes! This is what the world wants to see. Look, I think this would get... I, here's a, The international players, many of them already play hard. Giannis wants to go out there and really play a real basketball game. Jokic... Who's not going to shine in, you know, in an all-star game? Just literally said he didn't stuff. care. No, but he don't nah. care about being picked last. Cause, but if it's a competitive game, I think those guys would come to play. And I got to be honest, we'd be in trouble. Well, the Americans would be in trouble. So the, the, I, I put up what I, you know, a potential 12-man roster for each side. So if you look at it, America would be in really good shape on the perimeter. The international, and I put Wimby on there. The international team would be in really good shape as far as size and down low. I don't think we'd be in quite as much trouble as you make it seem, Brew. Well, I, think they're compete, sta- but I think they're who, starting. Who, who you think wins? Let's cut to the chase. Who I think wins? The international. I think the American team wins unless. If you play it like playoff minutes, where like you're only playing your top seven, but it's an all-star game. You know what I mean? Where everyone's but and it I would think get competitive. Ameri- it right, would be competitive. It would get competitive. Well, hopefully, but the American depth is so much greater. What's the problem, Wild? Because here I don't need. Wow, you hey, got hard we're on gonna there? draft. What? You had hard on Neil. Yeah. Wow. Can I pitch you something, bro? We're going to draft. We're going to switch it around. If We're we going to do that. Americans versus international. Man, here's a novel concept that worked for years and years and decades. The best players decide to play basketball. Well, in 1993, there was 12 block shots in the All-Star game. Last year, there was two. In 1993... There was 60 free throws attempted because it was a real game. You know how many free throws were attempted well, that's last terrible, year? terrible, actually. Four. Four yeah. free well, throws. A the much. score was 184 to 175. You don't need gimmicks. This is you the need only hope. A guy. They're not going to compete, Just though. decide to play. You're right. You they saved won. all they your won. research for this this would. That's this might. I don't even know if this would get them to play. But this no, is just the speak.